This is the Girl Me Too podcast. This podcast is for every woman who has ever felt less than, unworthy, or just not enough. It's for any woman who has ever felt wronged by diet culture or society and is just truly fed up trying to keep up. On this podcast, no topic or conversation is ever off limits. We'll talk about all things anti-diet and intuitive eating, body positivity and self-acceptance, health and empowerment, literally all things women. Each episode, we'll dive into inspiring conversations and share powerful stories that help us feel more empowered and more connected than ever before. It's time we take back control of our health, our bodies, and our lives. I'm your host, Amanda Murphy, certified intuitive eating counselor and empowerment mentor for girls. Are you excited? Girl, me too. Hey girls, and welcome back to another episode of the Girl Me Too podcast. On today's episode, you're going to listen in on a really awesome conversation that I got to have with Ariana Fernandez, who is a life and love coach. She really helps women dig deep and get out of their own way when it comes to romance, intimacy, and all things relationship. And in this conversation, we dive into those things, women, romance, overcoming insecurities, and ways to really ramp up the intimacy, whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship. And all things so juicy. I really loved having this conversation with her. She's such a fun, kind, and very knowledgeable soul. So let's listen in because I know you're going to love it. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and and kind of how you uh, came to be a life and love coach? Okay, sure. Um, my name is Ariana Fernandez, and I have... I've been certified for almost six years now. I got certified in 2012 as a life coach. And um, it kind of came about as a way to like meld all the things that I love, business and helping people and counseling. Once upon a time, I wanted to become a therapist and uh, uh, life took a different turn and uh, found myself uh, finding you know, that I was really helping people on a regular basis. People were asking my advice for different um, things. And I was always that person in school that everybody asked for advice and told me about their problems with their boyfriends or their families or anything like that. So it was always kind of a natural progression in my blood. And um, so I found, I you know, I kind of stumbled upon life coaching at that time in 2012. And I got certified and I've you know, been doing it ever since. Why specifically love coaching and um, focusing on relationships? Uh, I've been twice divorced. And after my second divorce, I was clear there was something completely wrong with me. That must have been me. There was something wrong going on here. So I, um, I went on a journey to find myself. I thought it was to find a partner, but really the journey was to find me, who I was, what I liked, uh, what I wanted in a partner. And that took me in a winding path into personal development and also to find really who I was, what I liked, what and what I expected out of a partner. And once I, I did a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of studying, and with all that, I said, oh my gosh, people need to know what I know. <laughs> uh, I want to share it. 
And um, I met my husband in 2012. Uh, everything kind of all happened at the same time. Um, I, and I met him on Match. So we met online and we actually met to be friends. It wasn't necessarily going to be a romantic relationship. And then, you know, as things go, it turned into something else, which is really nice. And we'll be married seven years and we have two beautiful um, little babies uh, from this union. And I have a older daughter who will be 17 from my first marriage. So three girls, crazy time, crazy winding <laughs> uh, journey. And that's kind of how I got to be a life coach and why I do what I do because I know how hard it was for me and I know the pain that I went through and hitting myself up against the wall so many times and frustrations and you know just crying like why can't I figure this out everybody else seems to be fine with their boyfriends or their relationships but the truth is we're most people were not fine and most people were not happy it was just my impression that they were because everybody put that like face, like nothing's wrong here. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that story. That's so fun. Um, now, when you went on this journey to, to find yourself, as you call self-development, um, was there like anything in particular that you found to be more helpful than the rest of the things that you were doing or one thing that really stood out to be the most helpful? Well, <clears throat> I did a few things. I started with a program from Landmark Education. I don't know if you've ever heard of Landmark Education. Um, they're a personal development um, educational programs and they do like a weekend course and it's kind of like a brain rewiring. Um, and uh, it just shifted my perspective to think more in terms of positivity and how what I what my purpose was, what I wanted in life, what I was looking for, and not going for always um, the negative and being in what I didn't want. I think a lot of times we um, we sit, we know the things we don't want, and when you're always talking about the things you don't want, that's what you call into being into your life, mm -hmm. which sounds counterproductive and counterintuitive, really, but it's it's really truth. Um, when you start think not, not just kind of like hokey, oh, I'm going to think positive. I'm going to have cute affirmations. It's really believing these things and really embodying it. And that t does take a little time to really, um, become, have it become part of your being. Um, and one of the things, the concepts that I found to be incredibly helpful was this concept of the little voice in our head. We have this little nasty little voice that tells us these horrible things. And that voice is, some people call it their ego. Some people call it the lizards, whatever you want to call it. It's your um, little message that says, you can't do this. You can't do that. Or you're too fat. You're too ugly. You're too tall. I don't know what, whatever it is that it's telling you that um, most of the time it's not true. It's your way of your brain and your mind, body, subconscious, whatever you want to call it, keeping you safe. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to always live the safest 
life in the sense of like, yes, I want to be safe in my surroundings. I don't want to get hit by a car or anything like that, but I want to live. I want to experience life. And sometimes that takes risk. And our subconscious does not like that risk. Our subconscious likes to keep us from making those mistakes. And I think that concept was a big aha for me. Like, oh, I'm not crazy person. (laughs) And I'm not the only crazy person who is having these thoughts all the time. And it it really does run your life if you let it. So for me, that concept and being like, okay, thank you. I, I have this little thing. I say, thank you for sharing. Because if you try and stop your little voice, you're just going to go even more crazy trying to stop it because it's not going to stop. Um, so I just, all right, thanks. Thanks for that information. You know, if I hear something, oh, you're fat today. Oh, thank you. Uh, appreciate your comment. Um, <laughs> It's a little game I play because if not, and I just move along with my day. And sometimes if it's particularly anxious and difficult day, I may have to go further and do some meditation or calm myself down in other ways. Um, But it's really interesting when we kind of put a stop to that, just kind of interrupt, it's like a pattern interrupt, it's called. So we interrupt that pattern. and it doesn't really go away, but you stop kind of hearing it as truth because I think that's where it is, right? Like we, if we're not aware of it as something other than us, we think it's our own thoughts and we think it's our truth, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So would you, would you say it's safe to say that a lot of the insecurities that we have about ourselves as women and especially our bodies dramatically affects our um, romantic relationships? Oh, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Women are um, mental creatures, right? We're, Mm -hmm. we're all, we're in our heads a lot and our thoughts, our self image, really run the show for us in everything. Um, I, I have trouble, you know, going to a business meeting if I'm not feeling like 100% or if my clothes is not the way that I want it to be. Like if I'm letting myself get into my head, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go to this meeting because this is not perfect. How crazy am I going to leave money on the table? just because, but that's what we do to ourselves. And that extends to our romantic relationships as well. And we make assumptions based on our thoughts and feelings that everybody else believes the exact same thing we believe. So let's just, uh, I've been overweight my whole life and I've struggled with my weight up and down and wanting to be smaller, bigger, not never bigger, but wanting to be different, just different, something different. Um, And I'm a pretty tall person, so I can kind of get away with certain things. But um, so let's take that. Let's take feeling like um, overweight or fat. Let's just use the word. I hate the word, but you know, it's okay. It's just a word. Um, So if you feel fat, if you feel overweight, if you feel unattractive and your partner comes and rubs up against you and is like, Hey honey, what's up? What's going on? And they're, they're, you know, showing you love and affection. 
and you feel crappy about yourself, you're going to push them away. You're going to push them away and you're going to make some excuse about whatever, you know, I mean, the cliche, I have a headache, but women can even be more creative than that, you know, or I have dishes to do or, um, you know, something or else. So you, you make excuses and you push your partner away and they actually genuinely like you. They like you. They want to be with you. They want to be physical with you. And most of the time, they don't see what you see. And I think that's, that's a hard, for some women, it's hard to believe mm-hmm. that they don't see what we see because it's so, like, like it's so strong for us, right? It's so, so real. Um, so of course everybody sees exactly what we see and it's not like a fantasy world. Okay. Yeah. My body is the way it is. People see my body as it is, but it bothers me more than it bothers my husband. Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. We definitely are our own worst critic. Yeah. And it, it really messes up relationships because you can have a loving, caring, um, attentive partner, but if you're so insecure with yourself and if you feel this and you let this negative talk run your entire life, you're, the worst case scenario and the worst things that you feel, they're going to come to pass. It's going to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're pushing somebody away all the time, pushing, 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 pushing them away, they're going to either not want to be with you anymore or they're going to seek it elsewhere. You know, I mean, that's, it's a really hard truth mm-hmm. to think about. And it's not like it's our fault, really, but because, you know, Every human is responsible for themselves. And if somebody is unhappy with the relationship, they should have the balls, for lack of a better word, to, you know, to talk about it and not go outside of the relationship. But your, what you're doing internally, mentally, and how you feel about yourself can create a situation in like a bad negative situation in your relationship because of how just negative you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you suggest um, someone in that situation, you know, who's having struggles with her body image and and not feeling as loving or positive and self-accepting and it is overflowing into her relationship. She's not wanting to be intimate with her partner, um, things like that. What would you suggest she she does or, you know, can do to help, you know, have that intimate relationship. I think, you know, all of us women want to have a, a good, healthy, positive, intimate relationship with our partner. But at the end of the day, sometimes those, um, you know, struggles with our body image really do get into our head and get into our way. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I completely agree. And one of the first things, if, if you can't step outside yourself yet and you're still kind of trapped in those thoughts, um, sometimes the one of the f- first steps, and it's a hard step for some people, is being vulnerable and honest with your partner 
and saying the real truth, saying like, you know what? I feel really ugly today. I feel really fat today. Um, just, I, I just don't feel good in my own body to be with you right now. Now, most loving partners will be like, oh, you're crazy. You look awesome. Or hopefully they will <laughs> do that. And, and that's great. That doesn't have to change your opinion or change and make you want to be with them. And um, the next step after that is accept what your partner says is truth. So if your partner is telling you they like you just the way you are and they are fine with it. Most men, if we're talking about male-female relationships, most men, um, they say it like it is. We're, women are a little bit more, not deceptive, but we're, we kind of go around things. Men are straightforward. Mm-hmm. If they don't like something, they'll tell you. If, you know, uh, or they won't say anything at all. But if they're telling you that they like you just as you are, they don't have a problem with your weight, or they don't have a problem with the way you look at this moment, whatever it is. Um, Take them at their word and believe them and let that start to sink in and receive that love and those compliments. And if you can't give it to yourself yet, start to receive and take that in. And then lastly would be to really work on you and loving yourself. Um, When we love and care for ourselves and we can look at ourselves in the mirror and say, no matter what size I am, no matter how I would like to, how many pounds I would like to lose or how I would like to change myself, damn it, I'm awesome. And I love the shit out of myself. (laughs) And, you know, that is infectious, right? When we're... When we really are just like, I love myself and your partner already loves you as you are. They're going to love you even more. They're going to be like, hey, what happened here? So (laughs) those are a few things that you can do to kind of um, counteract, not counteract, but kind of, you know, get over some of those issues. Yeah, I like those. Now, what would you take you to kind of a step uh, further, but also kind of backwards. Now let's say a woman who's single and she's looking for a partner, but she's having the same issues with, you know, struggling with her body image and self-worth. And, and maybe that's kind of holding her back from pursuing um, a love interest, or maybe she's doesn't have one in particular, but she's kind of just seeking. What do you see usually come up there? And, and what do you suggest to somebody trying to overcome it in that situation? Yeah. Well, for single women, um, Self-love and self-care is really one of the most important things, I think. Um, I was on my, my a friend's show recently for Valentine's Day, and she's single. And um, I recommended that single women take themselves out on a date for Valentine's Day if they didn't have family or friends to go out with. And she was inspired by what I said, and she wasn't going to go out. She wasn't like negative, but she just was like, eh, I don't feel like it. And then we spoke the next day and she actually was inspired to go out on her own. And she ended up going to a friend's house and like it snowballed into something. She did a whole bunch of fun things that day that she wouldn't have done if she wouldn't 
have let go of the kind of stigma of I'm alone on Valentine's Day and um, take it as I'm going to just take take myself out and I'm going to take care of myself. And it turned into, you know, a lot of fun. So for a single woman, uh, do self-care practices like, you know, a lot of the traditional things. Get massages, get your nails done, do your hair, whatever makes you feel nice, special, good. Um, start to be intimate with yourself. And it that intimacy is not just about sex. It's about just knowing yourself and loving yourself. And, and that, that's a really great place to start and taking yourself out on dates and not, and and enjoying yourself. What, what, whatever you would like your partner to do for you, start doing for yourself where, um, you know, you can just really be enjoying your life. I find that the women who are sitting home waiting for somebody to just pop out of the sky, which I was one of them. Um, or, or I thought, oh, if I went to the club once, somebody was going to like talk to me. And they never really did, you know, because I didn't have a good attitude and a good vibe about myself. I was showing a very closed body language um, and a very kind of scary look, I think, probably. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> Don't, don't, I had, don't talk to me over my forehead. So now once you take care of yourself, then when you do go out, be more open, be, be friendly, not, you know, to don't be anything like so outside. Don't be, don't do anything reckless, but be friendly with people. Say hi to people, smile, have a smile. Smiles are infectious. And um, just be a person that somebody wants to talk to. Don't be waiting for um, everything to come to you and just say hi to people. And it doesn't have to be like at a pickup place, but just in a general setting, just be a person that I, I, I say, you know, be the person that you would want to be with. Would you want to date you? I mean, if you, if you wouldn't want to date yourself, then think about that. And that can be kind of a harsh reality, but think about it, you know? So those are some tips there. Yeah, that is a really interesting uh, and and a good way to put that. Yeah, sometimes we got to look at ourselves and sometimes we might like what we we see when we look at ourselves and sometimes we might not, but we got to look. Yeah, and we have so many qualities that I think we dismiss Mm. that we should enhance. Right. Um, you know, I have like a weird sarcastic sense of humor and I always like would hide it when I met new people because one person a long time ago told me I was mean because they didn't like my joke. So I stopped being that way and people thought I was dry and dull and uninteresting until they got to know me. So I just said, I don't care. (laughs) I'm just going to be me. And if somebody thinks that I'm mean, I will definitely be responsible for that and make sure that I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. But um, that was some, and then, I, now I have all these friends who are just like me. We have a weird sense of humor together and, you know, it works. 
Um, so there's different things about you that you might think are a drawback, but to people that you're attracting, and it could be a romantic relationship, it could even be friendship, um, there, there's, there's people that are interested in that. Um, and there's things about our personalities that we definitely discount because we're just focused on the things we don't like, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So with the clients that you work with, do you, um, you don't focus just on like a intimate, uh, significant other, um, type of relationship. You also help them address like their intimacy with their friends. Well, sometimes, sometimes, um, I'm focused a lot. Most of my focus is on romantic relationships, but I find that if you're having a problem in one area, it's probably spilling out to other areas of your life, especially when it comes to relationships. It's a lot of how we communicate and how we uh, communicate with ourselves in our mind, you know, with, with our talk and our self-talk and how the communication that we, you know, we give out, uh, outwardly, what we're saying, what we're doing, what our body language is saying. And so a lot of times, how that plays in your romantic relationships is similar. It can be also similar to how it might be playing out in friendships and even family relationships. So if it's kind of extending out, I, I give people tips how to, how to handle it. Sometimes it can be universal. When you, when you work on your communication skills in general and also how you're presenting yourself and how you feel about yourself, it will also extend to other areas of your life, whether you're specifically focusing on that area, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely, definitely see that. Um, I'm kind of more of a funner, a more fun question. Um, what would you say is the best ways to start bringing more, um, romance into your romantic relationship maybe if someone's struggling to do that <laughs> well that that's a fun question and i i love <laughs> i love talking um so rome okay romance for women starts in the mind right for men it's visual it's all about what can they see <laughs> what can they see and a woman it starts in what can they imagine right so for both parties to be happy, we can combine the, the mental and the visual. And in that way, um, you know, I, I do recommend couples find out what they like because everybody's different. We all like different things. We all get turned on by different things. And there's, you know, what did they say? There's a lid for every pot and there's, there's a, many different ways. But to begin, find out what you want, what you like, but in some general terms, figure out, you know, I, I sometimes recommend to start reading some uh, erotica. And, you know, just, you know, there's stories in the internet, you can find everything. <laughs> and for women, this will get their like mental juices flowing. And for men, it'll start them visualizing something. And, um, you know, and it's kind of different and fun practice to do as a couple. And, um, you know, some people giggle through it. 
some people <laughs> are are just like, what's going on? And I say, just try it. Um, I recommend just trying things on, just like you go and try clothes on. Anytime you want to start something new to bring in some spice or excitement, there's you know you may not like everything, right? But you're gonna find something that that fits and try on new things. So that's one way um, to bring in some romance in into your life, just to change it up and. And um, kind of a more mental exercise to do with couples is to just, what do you like? What do you like? What do you want? <laughs> what, you know, um, do, you, do you like being tickled? Do you not like being tickled? Everybody's different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be crazy acrobatic sexual positions to uh, have more romance <laughs> into your life it can be just changing one little thing that you do putting a candle on um with a beautiful or some beautiful essential oils um to bring some some other senses because i think that we don't use uh uh, all of our senses enough when we're creating romance in the bedroom you know smell is very powerful and you know that's why massage oils have like a, a nice little essential oil smell. Um, and if you have like a bad smell, it can also detract from, from how you're feeling. So you want to anything that's going to enhance and make it, make it, um, you know, exciting. Hmm. Now, what would you suggest if, if someone runs into an issue where them and their partner are not on the same page? Like, they just have different ideas. One's open to trying a bunch of different things and the other one's kind of like, nope, this is what I like and that's it. Oh, that is so valid um, and so common, actually. <laughs> um, we Just because we love somebody and we want to be with them doesn't mean that they're a carbon copy, right? And nor they shouldn't be. I probably would be bored dating myself or being married to myself. Probably wouldn't be a good idea. Um, but, uh, you know, we can not like different things. So if that comes up, uh, I always focus on empathy and understanding and not forcing the issue. Uh, it, it kind of depends on the topic, but let's say it's a simple thing. You know, a lot, a lot of the question, I do get asked questions about BDSM and, you know, oh, I want to try something out, but my spouse is afraid. Um, you know, well, that's not exactly my specialty, but <laughs> um, it's more about communication. So it's about opening the lines of communication and saying, okay, I want to try this. And they say, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to try this. I'm not interested in this. And then saying, okay, well, what are you interested in trying? Are you interested in trying anything? Um, if And that opens up more of a dialogue. If it comes to the point where your partner is very closed down and isn't interested in exploring anything, then that could be just another, uh, another issue that, that they may be going through. And some people have a harder time with vulnerability and with opening up because that's really, when it comes to exploring things in the bedroom, 
you have to trust. You have to trust your partner. You have to trust your partner and your partner has to trust you. And if there's any issues with trust um, or if there's any issues with vulnerability, then that can be a barrier. That's deeper work that has to be done there. Uh, But it's good information, at least at the beginning stages, when you ask your partner to do to try something out and they say no okay you have some information and if you uh ask them what else they would like to try if, or if they would like to try anything and they say no and they don't want anything then that's again that's information uh for if i was you know if it's if it the per whoever the person i'm speaking to i would make make sure that they express empathy and understanding for the perspective of their partner. Okay. This is what they're actually feeling. They, they're not trying to, I don't know. Some people have thought that their partner is trying to um, hold them back from something. They're not trying to hold you back from anything. They're just not there yet. And they may never be. And then that's a, that's more information and that's a choice you get to make at that point. Yeah. So it sounds like you definitely just have to communicate to kind of get on the same page and and work through whatever needs to be worked through. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be fun to force anybody to do anything Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, So communication is so important at all stages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So final question, what would you say is the number one issue? Number one, I'd say barrier that, women have when it comes to romance? Um, I think the number one issue that women have is being uh, self-conscious and embarrassed about how they look, how they feel, how they smell, how they um, sound <laughs> like we we get we get we get all in our heads about everything if you can just be in your body and just be in the moment in the experience it's so so much better all that stuff you can laugh about later i think that if you're if you're having sex and you're laughing that's the best Mm-hmm. And it not it's not laughing at anybody. It's just okay. This is funny. <laughs> this this is this is funny, and that's okay. It's laughter is another way to create endorphins. And um, if you can be that comfortable with your partner, then I think you have a good thing. Yeah, uh, a good thing there. Um, so yeah, being self conscious and uh, worried about all those things, I think, is a really big barrier. Yeah. So we really got to be comfortable with ourselves to have the, the best possible relationship, really. I, I do. I do think so. And I think that that's one of, that's the first thing that um, I work with my one-on-one clients with is um, how, you know, how much they care about themselves and taking care of themselves and finding out like what, but where they're at on that spectrum 
and peeling back a few layers to to deal with that before we can even deal with what's going inside the relationship. So yeah. very kind of really really getting to the root of what's going on. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I love this conversation. Thanks so much. Now, if people want to come uh, find you, work with you, where could they uh, check you out at? Um, Sure. If anybody wants to find me, they can find me at um, www.manifestlove.com. That's my website. And you, or you can just email me at Ariana at arianarfernandez.com and catch me on Facebook or on Instagram. Instagram, I'm Relationship Coach Ari. So I'd love to see you guys there and uh, uh, hit me up. Send me your questions. I, I try to answer um, one-off questions as well, you know. That's so awesome. um, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I'll link all that in the show notes too so everybody can, can check you out. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. If you loved this episode as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. Let me know what you would like to hear on future episodes. And if you really loved this episode, please be sure to share it with somebody else who you think would love it just as much. You can take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You truly don't know who can benefit from hearing this conversation or this message. If you want to be friends, and I really would like to be friends, you can find me on Instagram at theamandamurphy or at theamandamurphy.com. And until we chat next time, just remember that you are not alone and that life without dieting does exist. Bye, babes.